Hello everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. For me, it's been a while since I recorded anything. That's my fault. I'm currently reading a, like a 500 page book for the podcast and it's taken a lot longer than I wanted it to, particularly because I've recently taken up sewing, which I can only do while not reading a book. So I apologise for that, but in its place we have this episode in which I'm going to be talking about WandaVision, which I recently got to watch on, on Disney+, Plus, courtesy of my brother who has Disney+. Plus. And I wasn't initially really going to watch it, and then I kind of got a hint that there was going to be some witchy content, so I decided to watch it and then had to review it for you guys, because bottom line, it's a really good series, and I'm going to try not to spoil any of the, like, ending stuff that happens in it, even if, you know, you might have seen memes and stuff about it online. I'm trying not to spoil the plot for you, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the setup and, and how I came out of it, you know, feeling at the end, as well as trying to provide a little bit of backstory, so even if you haven't watched, like, the five million movies that came out before it, you can still enjoy the series. So for starters, a little bit of backstory from someone who barely understands the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The only things you really need to know about for watching this series, broadly speaking, are the events of Avengers Age of Ultron and Captain America Civil War, which are two movies. I will now tell you the relevant things you need to know. In Age of Ultron, we're introduced to Wanda and Pietro Maximoff, uh, who are orphaned by an attack from a Stark missile, and Stark obviously is the company owned by Iron Man. So they get pretty radicalised against everything to do with him and the Avengers and all of that stuff, and so agree to be experimented on by Hydra, who are evil magic wizard space Nazis. I told you I didn't really understand much. Through these experiments then, Pietro becomes able to run really fast, I don't care about him anymore as a character, so that's all you're getting. But Wanda is able to utilise various different powers following experiments using the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone is one of the magic stones. It's probably the only one I'm going to be mentioning. Anywho, she develops a lot of abilities including telekinesis, mind reading, and the ability to give people like visions slash hallucinations of whatever she wants them to see. So she becomes really powerful. In the events of Age of Ultron, she also becomes good. She turns back to the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. and the, the side of good people as opposed to the evil wizard space Nazis. Uh, she also loses her brother, which is very traumatic for her, um, but she becomes good, so she's now one of the good guys. Also at the end of that movie, they defeat Ultron, who is like an evil AI, by creating a good AI who is a blend of Iron Man's robot butler and the Mind Stone, which is the stone that gave Wanda her powers. It's also yellow, despite the fact that it's in a blue thing for, like, a lot of the movies. They call this guy Vision, he's purple, he's basically like a robot magic man who can fly and phase through objects and do a whole bunch of other shit, which we never really get to explore because he dies pretty soon after being created in a different movie. That movie being Avengers Infinity War, which I guess is also kind of relevant to this, I'll go into that in a minute. Anywho, in Civil War then, Wanda is fighting on the side of good when she accidentally diverts an explosion into a building through full of humanitarian workers to save Captain America. So that's unfortunate and it also kicks off all of the events that lead to the Civil War, which is Avenger fighting Avenger, brother versus brother, some who are on the side of good and some who are idiots. So Wanda obviously gets pretty emotionally involved in that conflict, and through her like emotional devastation, she turns to Vision and the two of them begin kind of a weird relationship. 
Jumping forward in time slightly to the event, uh, events of Infinity War, the giant purple guy from all the memes wants to collect all of the magical stones, including the one that's in Vision's face. So it's obviously not going to end very well for him. Him and Wanda have been dating for a while. They're obviously very much in love, even though we're not really shown anything about that on screen. Unfortunately, when the chips are down, he says that because she's the only one who can do it, she needs to remove the stone from his cranium, killing him, but to, to stop the big purple guy from getting it. Which she does, very emotional, very dramatic. Purple guy shows up, rewinds time slightly, and then kills Vision and gets the stone anyway. He ends the world, but then they unend it, and then there's another movie. That's basically all you need to know, is that at the end of things, you have Wanda, who has these amazing powers, but is down one boyfriend slash soulmate, because the magic stone that was holding his brain together is gone. Uh, so she's in a really rough place. Enter WandaVision. So WandaVision is like a 10 episode series on Disney Plus. I think that is the only way you can watch it because the mouse owns all. And it sort of starts away behind its own advertising campaign. So the advertising campaign made it pretty clear that it was Wanda who was responsible for the setup of WandaVision. But the characters outside of what is going on for her seem to think that this is something that's being done to her for several episodes. Although they are quite quickly like disabused of this notion and realise that it is something that she is doing. What she is doing is living in a small American town with a seemingly resurrected vision going through various different kinds of sitcoms from the sort of black and white um, 1950s right up to modern family present day times. All of these are obviously American sitcoms, not British sitcoms. Uh, at no point does she become the Prime Minister, turn to self-sufficiency, or lose the manner she was born to. This is all taking place in a little town, uh, which is under a kind of bubble made of energy, similar to when they put everyone in a dome in the Simpsons movie. Outside of that dome are a lot of people trying to work out why the dome exists, how it got there, and what on earth is happening to the people trapped inside it. Because the town is still populated, there's people there, but they're all stuck in this weird sitcom experience as well. Outside we have various side characters from other Marvel movies. You don't necessarily need to know what movies they come from, but we've got um, Darcy from the Thor franchise, we've got Agent Wu from Ant-Man. I think just the second Ant-Man movie. Was he in anything else? Don't know. We love him. And also the daughter of the friend of Captain Marvel. You don't need to know who any of these people are going into the TV series because we get a lot of their backstory anyway. So just enjoy them as the characters they are. But they're all outside trying to work out what's going on. And meanwhile, Wanda is inside trying to get through a whole bunch of grief and trauma because of all the aforementioned deaths of people she loved, including her parents, her brother and Vision. It also seems that at the start of the series, Wanda isn't really aware of anything that she's kind of done to, to create this world. It seems to have been something she did instinctively and on accident, and she only becomes gradually aware of it through the first couple of episodes of the series. Obviously, Vision also begins to question the reality that he's in and what Wanda has to do with it and all that stuff, uh, which leads to a lot of different revelations throughout the series. I'm trying to keep this spoiler free. What do you want from me? You might be asking yourself, what, if anything, does this have to do with witches? Well, Wanda is known, uh, like her character in the comics, is also known as the Scarlet Witch, which she's not called in the movies, but she is called in like a lot of like interviews and media around the films. 
so sort of the way that they'll refer to like Clint as Hawkeye, they'll refer to her as Scarlet Witch, Black Widow as Natasha Romanoff, all that stuff. They kind of use those names interchangeably, but she has never used that name in the movie. And this is sort of the series where she discovers that that is who she is, because the Scarlet Witch isn't necessarily just a name that she picked because her powers are red. It is something that she realises that she is, sort of like you might discover that you were the king of Paraguay. What a weird example. I therefore don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that Wanda is a witch, because she's also known as Scarlet Witch. Uh, and the series is also, as much as it is about grief and all of that, about her finding out the origins of her powers, which did not, in fact, come wholly from that magic rock that was in her boyfriend's brain. So there's a lot of that going on in the in the latter half of the series, and we get some flashbacks and some very interesting lore dropping in the series, and we also get to go back in time and see whole bunches of other witches at the Salem Witch Trials and all of that stuff. We learn about the presence of witches in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is pretty cool. This isn't the first time that magic has been introduced into the Marvel Universe. My understanding is that the magic in Marvel movies is basically science that is so out there and so not understood by human minds that it has just been called magic. So it kind of blends in with um, the alien powers and the technology powers of other superheroes because you've already got characters like Thor and Loki and all of the other like Norse gods who are technically like aliens from a different planet slash universe but are understood by our culture to be gods and that's sort of the same thing with the magic. The film with the most magic in it aside from you know the series with Wanda in it is Doctor Strange which is all about Stephen Strange becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, who is just a wizard surgeon. There we go. Basically what would happen if you gave house magic powers. Uh, but a, a quote from the Ancient One to Stephen Strange from that movie is, The language of the mystic arts is as old as civilization. The sorcerers of antiquity called the use of this language spells. But if that word offends your modern sensibilities, you can call it a program, the source code that shapes reality. We harness energy drawn from other dimensions of the multiverse to cast spells, to conjure shields and weapons, to make magic. And we see further on the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom page for magic. It says magic is the practice of harnessing various forms of energy to manipulate one or more aspects of the infinite realities present within the multiverse. It encompasses many different activities, including astral projection, divination, spell casting, teleportation, and includes the practices of many cultures and religions, as well as many books and writings from ancient times. Depending on the individual, some sorcerers study and practice their power by certain belief systems, such as shamanism, voodoo, wicca, or any number of other practices from cultures around the world. And we see that there are different kinds of magic, including, but not limited to, as Guardian, Eldritch, Chaos, Dark Dimension, Dark Hold, um, Conjuration, Astral Dimension, Mirror Dimension, Chaos, and various other different things. There are also obviously magic items like Thor's Hammer and I guess maybe the Infinity Stones, I'm not sure. But that's a pretty good definition of magic and kind of why I wanted to do this episode, because it kind of encapsulates a lot about what modern belief in magic is. And I remember, I think it was reading a Phyllis Curup book, I can't remember, but how um, the author of that book talked about how she was introduced to the concept of like Wicca and magic 
through the letters in the backs of comic books. And it kind of got me thinking how the comic books, when they were coming out about Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, might have introduced people to the concept of magic and maybe have even been written by people who understood the sort of modern occult beliefs and that's why they run so close together and that was really interesting to me um so i decided to do this episode now i don't want to give spoilers about the end of the series but wanda is not the only magical being to be present in the series so you're not just watching for Scarlet Witch, who doesn't really know she's a witch for most of the time. You're also watching for other magic users, which is pretty cool. And there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of nods to like Marvel comic books and other movies and stuff that you don't need to be in on uh, because it's just there for people who know, you know? So don't feel like you're missing out on anything. The majority of the comedy, because there is comedy in, in the series as much as there is horror and emotional destroyingness is mostly from the kind of sitcoms from seeing characters who you might know from doing superhero shit doing domestic stuff which is also funny and also this kind of knowing nods to the way sitcoms created and even things like the music they use the tropes they employ so if you've ever seen sitcoms uh, such as like Bewitched, which is also obviously about witches, um, Malcolm in the Middle, Modern Family, then you will get a lot of the humour of this show. For me though, the best part of it wasn't like the, the sort of nods to comedy that we get in a lot of like Marvel films and TV series, or even like the magical stuff, although I did enjoy that immensely. It was the creeping horrors, which really are only present for like the first uh, four or five episodes before we get a, a, a more firm grip on what's going on but if you are a fan of that kind of twilight not twilight the books twilight zone i couldn't remember the second part of that <laughs> name twilight zone um sort of twin peaksy kind of rural american horror so if you like podcasts like alice isn't dead or the left right game or limetown this has that in spades there are these moments where, even from episode one, the kind of veneer of happy middle America sitcomness cracks open and you see this darkness underneath. You see these creepy things are creeping in in the way that sometimes people's behaviour is just slightly off, that they are perhaps not entirely human or not acting entirely as they would like to. I was when I was watching it I kind of described it as a blend of like get out and Stepford wives it is very kind of that level of something is going very weird here and some people are aware of it and some people are not but everyone is affected by it um which is a a, a great thing for me as like a horror fan uh, to have worked in there unfortunately it also meant that by the end of the series I had some issues mainly with Wanda herself as a character, uh, which I'm going to talk about now, trying to avoid spoilers. So pray for me. So by the end of the series, we know what we kind of knew going in, that this is all being controlled and done by Wanda. Even if it started off as something that she wasn't aware that she was doing, that she just did as kind of a natural witch, if you see what I mean. It was kind of instinctive magic. She did then 
wise up to the fact that she was causing it and work to maintain it. And this led to everyone who lived in this town, like hundreds and hundreds of people, I think maybe even thousands, I forget the exact number, were essentially mind-controlled by her for the length of time that this was going on. I feel like maybe it was a couple of weeks. And that these people were puppeting out all of these, like, motions of happy sitcom domesticity, being Vision's work friends, being uh, Wanda's housewifey friends like their next door neighbor Agnes who you see all the time um and various other people that they were being kind of controlled but they were aware constantly of the fact that they were being mind controlled and we see uh, in some episodes at the edge of town people are going through just repetitive motions or are just frozen in the streets as if waiting for Wanda to get close enough that they need to act out a scene for her to be in the background of her life. But without her being there, they're just standing on the sidewalk, frozen. Uh, and sometimes you see, like, a tear come out of their unblinking eyes. And it's all very horrific. And then at the end of the series, Wanda kind of cracks open this dome thing. It's not really a dome. It's hexagonal in shape, which is why they call it the hex. And I love that because, obviously... Hex is a witch word. Uh, so she cracks this thing open and is like, I've learned a lot about myself. Bye, yo. And then she just flies off in her new Scarlet Witch costume. Like, I'm going to go find myself in a cabin somewhere and learn about what it means to be a witch. And she never apologises to the 200, 300,000 people that she used as meat puppets for several weeks. Uh, including Dottie. Now, Dottie is like her Brie Vanderkamp, like the housewife that every other housewife is out to impress in this neighbourhood. Uh, played by the lady who played Anya in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Why can't I remember her name? Anywho, um, who at one point, when she is allowed to speak her own thoughts, says that she has a daughter who, when she isn't needed for an event involving children in Wanda's little TV show, like, you know, the Halloween or Christmas specials, is in her room and can't come out and is asleep. Like, she has a case of the Sleeping Beauties and Dottie can't go in there and see her or hold her or check on her because she is too busy being stuck on Wanda's timetable, following Wanda's script. And that's horrific. And, yeah, Wanda doesn't apologise to anybody or say anything to anyone, really, except for a character who kind of came in from the outside earlier on. Not all the people who've been, you know, stuck there doing her bidding. And to be honest, Wanda has already done some pretty bad things. If you listen to my weird summary at the beginning of this episode, she was involved with Hydra. She helped Ultron. Her actions led to the deaths of people. She also inadvertently, maybe, but also killed a bunch of humanitarian workers, sparking off, you know, Avengers Civil War. She is by no means already the cleanest in terms of blood on her hands. She should be used to, like, taking responsibility for her actions, but she doesn't even stop to apologise to anyone. It's all about her saying, you know, her goodbyes to the named characters, and she doesn't seem to actually care about anything else that she's done. Which, considering she's meant to be a hero, kind of leaves the whole series on a little bit of a what-the-fuck. All that aside, and that sort of 
weird ending aside and the fact that it does at the end like in the final episode or two does kind of devolve back into that marvel movie let's have a laser gunfight in midair type thing it is worth watching it is a really good show i really enjoyed it especially like the uh, the opening kind of five episodes and then the sort of the reveals that come in the final five although the ending did kind of let it down for me a little bit there's plenty of little funny nods and references like you see her and vision wearing their comic book costumes in the halloween episode when her brother turns up even though obviously he's dead he's played by the guy who plays him in the x-men movies which are not part of the marvel cinematic universe so it's like he's been recast on the sitcom there's like little jokes and things like that it's also as i said creepingly horrific as much as it is amusing and wholesome at the start so if you're a horror fan if you're a comedy fan there's something in there for everybody it's just in the last one or two episodes you might get a little bit bored by all the drawn out emotional stuff which still somehow manages to fail to cover her reaction to the people that she has wronged most so with that said i do think it's worth a watch especially if you're into watching things with witchy content i i would also recommend the doctor strange movie even though he's not my favorite character and i find him irritating in the extreme but there's also magic in that movie so think of that what you will i hope you've enjoyed this episode and i promise i will get back to reading books and finishing books as soon as i have finished my cross stitch because it's driving me mad but i am going to try and listen to maybe some audiobooks and get some more book reviews because i realize we are getting a little bit film and tv heavy at the moment and i want to correct that make sure you're keeping up on youtube for any video announcements that happen to be coming out shortly perhaps maybe subscribe and in the meantime i'll see you in the next one bye